It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G, thanking you for joining me on another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up on today's show, we will talk about Paul George getting cut on on not one, but two shoulders, and what that means for Sam Presti going into the offseason Plus, we'll hear from Sam Presti. Uh, We'll replay you what his response was when I asked him about this specific thing during his exit interview. We'll also hear from Russell Westbrook in segment number one. And I'll tell you why Russell Westbrook not only getting cut on on the MCP joint is a big deal, but having another knee procedure is a big deal. And how Russell Westbrook, how is he remotely going to survive in the NBA if he doesn't take a page? Out of either Damian Lillard's or Vince Carter's playbook, we get into that. Also, we'll talk about Sam Presti taking responsibility for where the Thunder are at this particular state. And I will, I'll will i dispute something totally that I heard on Sports Talk Radio yesterday. And then finally, are the Thunder in the worst position that you can possibly be in in professional sports? I'll tell you why or why not coming up in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also host a channel for Maven.io, and my particular channel is called Thunder Maven, and you can find that at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And if you like what you hear, download the Himalaya app to your smart device, and when you get into your car, tell your smartphone to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Let's jump in the Wayback Machine, shall we? Can we go back to last Monday when some guy, uh, that would be me, asked Sam Presti about Paul George and what Oklahoma City was prepared to do if Paul George was going to be out for an extended period of time because it sounded like he was going to have surgery done on both his shoulders to repair whatever ails him. And this is how Sam Presti responded. Um, well, there's a lot of hypothetical and speculation in that question. Um, so I would just say, like, in the event that any player is missing time for whatever reason, um, if it's for the birth of a child or it's because they're sick or because they have an injury, like, we'll account for it. We did it with Dre. Um, if it happens to be uh, a player of great magnitude, that's going to be harder for most teams. Um, but we've dealt with it before in the event that that happens. But I'm not going to sit here and pontificate about pontification. First of all, there was no speculation in that question whatsoever because Paul George, whether he came out and said it or not in those exact words, pretty much told us he was going to have surgery. And Paul George, during his exit interview, told us that he didn't have a timeline for his return. Well, now the timeline is... Sometime during training camp, Paul George is going to come back. What you cannot expect from Paul George is for him to be anywhere close to he was 
pre-All-Star break, being that MVP candidate that was carrying the Thunder on both of those hurt shoulders. In fact, you're probably going to be looking at a Paul George at the beginning of the year that is a lot more representative of what you saw during the last half of the season than you did in the first part of the season. Because he's going to be a little bit out of shape. He's not going to have had much of an opportunity, if any opportunity at all, to really work on his game during the summer. There's a lot of rehab work and a torn labrum. When you get that fixed, which is one of the things that Paul George is getting fixed, that's usually your typical four to six weeks to recover. And that's not for me. That's actually from the Johns Hopkins website. So this is what is facing the Thunder. And right now, the two guys that you have backing him up really aren't ample replacements at all in Abdul Nader and Deontay Burton. And it's not that you need another superstar to back up Paul George if he's gone or he's just not as good as he was at the beginning of the year. You just need somebody that can actually fill the stat sheet with some points. This is why you are so... in The, the Thunder, there, there is no team in the NBA that is more desperate for wing help right now than the Oklahoma City Thunder, at least teams that think they have a legitimate shot at making a run towards a championship. So now you're Sam Presti and you're put into a situation where you're going to have to make tough decisions, whether it's Jeremy Grant, maybe Steven Adams is a guy that you've got to get rid of in order to get some wing help. Dennis Schroeder, actually, we'll get, we'll get to Schroeder in a second, but I will say right now, you're in zero position to get rid of Dennis Schroeder, even with the $15.5 million that you're going to pay him next year. You may just have to bite the bullet and, and have Dennis Schroeder on this team, but it's imperative that you do this. And all, all the dodging of the questions you want to do, you got to have somebody who is there and it's going to be ample to pick up the slack for a Paul George that's going to take a while to get back into game shape. And as far as Russell Westbrook goes, getting you know operated on his left hand, which he does everything but shoot with, and then getting operated on his right knee, this is concerning. It's majorly concerning to me because of how much Russell Westbrook's game is predicated on his athletic ability, whether it's being able to get, to get by guys, which you're not going to be able to do for very much longer because age is starting to kick in. Going to the rim and kicking out or going to the rim and challenging guys and trying to get to the foul line. All, all this is great, and it's so much fun to watch Russell Westbrook do what he does, but it's time for Russell Westbrook to become more like Damian Lillard and become more like a guy like Vince Carter. And what I mean by that is something very simple, which is, you're going to have to be able to not just shoot, but hit from distance. And I honestly believe, you know, now that Russ has another surgery done on his knee and Russ has to have his own mortality sitting in the back of his mind, heck, it might be right in the forefront of his mind. I honestly believe that that, that is why when Russell Westbrook gets those open looks, even when he's ice cold from beyond the arc or whether he's taking a, a long, you know, inside the 3-2 or inside that three-point line 2, a non-paint 2, that's why he's doing it because he's trying to develop a jumper and he knows that he doesn't have much long or much longer to continue to play the style of play that he's going to that, that he's going to be playing. And Russ tells us so much that 
he does things really to defy people? Well, if that's the case. Now, he says, Russ says he doesn't care what people say and then goes out and does the exact opposite of what people accuse him of. That That's, that's Russell Westbrook. But if it's gonna, but if Russell Westbrook is going to spend the entire summer once he gets healthy, I think it's about three weeks worth of recovery time is what they've said. I, you know, give or take a little bit longer with Russ's age. And hey, going back to Paul George, remember the Thunder do not have Thunder just do not have aside from Russell Westbrook, they don't have a really good track record when it comes to guys getting cut on. Exhibit A, Andre Robertson who had multiple sitbacks this year, and there was Kevin Durant with the Jones fracture. But that's what Russ has to do. Russ has to go work on his range the entire summer, whether it's getting with a shooting coach, whether it's just doing it himself, he has to. And maybe if people say Russell Westbrook can't do it, we see a much different Russell Westbrook when he comes back once late September rolls around and this team gets into trading camp. But, hey, if that's not the way Russ is going to roll... Um, Russ has certainly let us know on no uncertain terms that he's going to do whatever he thinks is best. Everything, I always tell you that because I know I can do everything at a high level. Uh, so I always find ways to make sure that I'm able to do that. And that's one thing about me is that, and I think a lot of times, whether it's you guys or whoever it is, people across the world, when you do so much got so much shit you're doing throughout the game, whether it's defending, rebounding, passing. Um, used to be conversations of I was a ball hog, but now, now I lead the league in assists for the past three years or whatever it is. That's getting squashed out. So now the conversation is about shooting. Next year I'm going to become a better shooter. After that it would be probably, fuck, my left foot is bigger than my right one. Who knows? But to me that's, the, that's why... I know that when you do so much with the game, you got so much impact on the game, uh, I expect a lot out of myself, uh, put a lot of pressure on myself to become uh, a very, very great player because I know that I'm able to do so much uh, throughout a game to impact the game, impact winning. So that's why, back to your point, I don't really care what people say, uh, what they think about me. Um, because it doesn't really matter. I know what I'm able to do and know what I'm able to do at a high level every night, and nobody else can do what I can do on a night in, night out basis. And I truly believe that if they could, I'm pretty sure they would. But I know for a fact that nobody can. Rush, you can still impact the game. And I think that's one of the problems that you're going to see with Russell Westbrook as he starts to make this transition. Now, I'm saying this. I'm giving Russell Westbrook the benefit of the doubt that he's going to make this transition. But one of the major issues you're going to see is a guy that still wants to affect the game the way he affects the game. Getting rebounds. Um, not just getting assists, but being able to score, being able to get rebounds. Going back to that whole driving with with driving to the basket situation and just being able to out-athletic everybody on the court you can still affect the game. You can still bring the ball up. You can still get assist. You can shoot. You can still drive, but you're going to have to cut back on it. You're going to have to cut back on how many rebounds you go for. You're going to have to let Steven Adams start grabbing some of those or Jeremy Grant letting your teammates help you out, and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you any less of a player. In fact, 
you do things like that and the Thunder's win total go up, then all your critics will praise you for being a guy who's versatile and understood he had to change his game, but I'm not sure that that necessarily sits well with Russ. But I do think, as Sam Presti said, Russell Westbrook is evolving, so I'm going to hope that Russ evolves that way. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next on Locked on Thunder, we'll talk about Sam Presti, who despite what might have been said on Sports Talk Radio, really is taking responsibility and not making excuses for where the Thunder are right now. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Download the Himalaya app to your phone. And once you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. As I've said a few times on this show, I unfortunately got let go from my last job. And, you know, I do Locked on Thunder. I got some other things that I'm doing. But, you know, I've got to find that full-time job. I keep looking. Well, there is one place that I've gone and had a tremendous amount of success getting an opportunity to meet employers, and that is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's fantastic because every day I get a text telling me what jobs I am perfect for. Now, they don't guarantee me a job, but what they will do is take a look at my resume look at my interest, see what my talent and my skills are, and they'll pair me up with employers who are looking for my particular skill set. You can do it too. And if you're an employer, there is absolutely no reason you shouldn't advertise on ZipRecruiter. And right now you can find out for free why ZipRecruiter is so successful bringing workers and employers together. All you've got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on that ziprecruiter.com slash locked on and you'll get this service for free by doing it you'll get a trial base you'll get it you'll get the service for free ziprecruiter so effective that 80 percent of employers who post on ziprecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day so if you've got a high paying job you got a specific skill set you're looking for this is going to weed out all the people who are just applying for what the salary is Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I will admit to you right now that what I'm doing in this particular segment is low-hanging fruit responding to something that I heard on Sports Talk Radio, where the Thunder and Sam Presti get ex- get reamed for making excuses, or they get accused of making excuses, for the Thunder not being as good as we all think that they should be. And while I will totally agree, I, I will tell you right now, I totally agree that there is a lack of accountability in the Thunder organization right now, especially when it comes to Russell Westbrook. And that Russell Westbrook needs to be 
held a heck of a lot more accountable, not only for his actions on the court, but off the court. And what I heard from Sam Presti in the exit interview pretty much summed up that Russell Westbrook has the keys to this organization and he's going to do whatever he wants. And if that's to the detriment of the team, there's really not a whole lot they can do about it because they gave him the Supermax and the Thunder know that they're limited in being able to get all-stars like that or superstars like that because you have to draft them, you have to develop them, you have to keep them. And you're in a market that right now just isn't as attractive to free agents unless you've got an opportunity to win a championship. So, look, I'll totally agree with you on that, that Russell has this organization by the balls. But what I didn't hear from Sam Presti is make excuses for why this team didn't get past the second round of the playoffs. And, yes, Paul George was hurt, but he continued to go out and play. Russell Westbrook was hurt and continue to go out and play. And no, neither one of them, especially Paul George, was as nearly effective as they needed to be for the Thunder to have that opportunity to advance against what is a pretty darn good Portland team that's given Denver just about all they want in this series. Now, granted, they've, you know, they've been, I think they've been smoked in this series um, and they, they got beat last night, but We've seen a Portland team develop and grow on their own. And that is what the Thunder want to do. They want to develop and grow on their own. And I will say that I don't think that's possible. That you're going to have to make some changes. That some of the guys, Steven Adams in particular, I think you've seen Steven Adams about max out unless he can somehow add the three to his repertoire. But when it comes to Sam Presti, what I got out of him in this exit interview was a guy that was direct, He didn't use near as many $5 words as he used to or he normally does in these situations. He did leave the door open for a change possibly to be made with Billy Donovan and a guy that wants to do everything in his power to get the Thunder where they need to be. I didn't hear him resting on his laurels and... For further proof of that, here is Sam Presti from his exit interview. Uh, Obviously, we're, we're disappointed that we are not still playing, just like every team that is not in the playoffs anymore. Um, If I had to define the year in a couple words, I would say capability and inconsistency. For 70% of this past season, we were playing at an extremely high level. And um, I felt like we were playing some of the better basketball that we've seen in Oklahoma City, just with respect to the style of play goals we laid out the uh, defensive improvement that we tried to establish from last year to this year, uh, pace of play, uh, athleticism. I really felt like the players and the coaches were doing an excellent job of that. And they created an extremely high standard. We were on our way to uh, having the third best record in the league against the top 10 teams in the league. We were playing um, a really balanced game. And, you know, unfortunately that seems like a long time ago uh, because 30% of the year or so, um, you know, we struggled to meet our own standard, you know, and that's, I think use the word disappointing. I think disappointing is the end. I would use the word frustrating to define really the month of March because when you show that you're capable and you come into the year with 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 a vision or a plan for how you want to try to be better from one year to the next and you're executing and you come back and you're not able to meet that, I mean, that's something we have to own. That's also frustrating because you know what you're capable of and you're not able to uh, reconnect with that. Um, 
So the month of March is probably the thing that um, we'll look at the closest. I mean, that's one of the things when the <clears throat> put our record up on the board um, during the exit interviews, uh, pre-All-Star, post-All-Star, you know, 38 and 20, uh, and then 11 and 13, but really 6 and 13 in the month of March before we won five in a row heading into the playoffs. Um, but unfortunately, that last little stretch there wasn't enough to kind of correct ourselves, and, and we ended up getting beat by a really good Portland team. Um, so we have to study that month of March. The process of how we're going to go about that and how we're going to go about all the other aspects of how we create a path forward, um, that's going to be the same as every year. So um, I do think it's important that there is some distance to that because, um, you know, myself included, you know, I'd probably be most focused on the 30% of the year and I'd be working off of impression, emotion, reaction, um, and, and that isn't necessary. That's probably the most simple way to solve a complex problem, which leads you in most of the time the wrong, the wrong place. So I'll sit down with Billy. I'll sit down, um, let him get away, let him uh, get some thoughts together before we sit down and meet. I'll sit down with Clay, debrief the season like we always do. Uh, all of our evaluators, um, all the different pillars need to uh, take a look at the year as a whole. We'll come back. We'll sort it out like we always do. Uh, we'll create a plan. Um, try to find a path forward, and we'll we'll get to work. Um, he didn't say he was going to fire anyone, but he's always been a slow and steady, aka cooler heads prevail kind of guy. But he did go on to say during that press conference, it was his fault for not having a backup plan for Alex Sabrinas not being as good as he should have been or having a guy that could have stepped in there. He, he fault, Sam Presti faulted himself. Sam Presti faulted himself for not doing what he should have done with Alex Sabrinas. He stepped up and took full responsibility. And at least if, if he's not going to hold Russell Westbrook accountable, he's at least holding himself accountable. And I can live with that. And look, no one's as frustrated with this season as much as I am. And I'm usually a guy that defends the Thunder and much, you know, in, in Presti we trust and breaks out the book, totality and all this stuff. But no, it was an extremely disappointing season. Should have been a hell of a lot better. That's why I think there needs to be a change in head coach. And you need to find someone other than Billy Donovan to take the reins. But I don't hear Presti skirting responsibility. Coming up next, are the Thunder in the worst possible position to be in as a professional sports team, I'll tell you why not coming up next on Locked on Thunder. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. And when you do, get into your car and then tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. We're also available on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. I think it's very easy to say right now that the Thunder are in the worst position you can possibly be in in professional sports, which means you're not good enough to win a championship, but you're not bad enough to build through the draft. Um, I'll tell you now, the Thunder, even though both Paul George and Russell Westbrook are surgically repaired, and I believe that Russell Westbrook certainly needs to change aspects of his game because I'm watching his athleticism deteriorate over the years, you still have two pretty good superstars. You've got a piece in Steven Adams, a piece in Jeremy Grant, um, an asset in a guy like Dennis Schroeder that if they're not on the floor and they're not helping you out, they are guys that other teams may value and you can certainly get players to help you out. This is, I've said this for a long time, but I really believe that the Thunder with the players on this roster are in better position to bargain now than maybe they've ever been during the Sam Presti era. And we're talking about a Sam Presti era that essentially turned Serge Ibaka into Paul George. So we've seen Sam Presti be able to do things and garner trades or get trades with guys we didn't think that any possible team would want. And if you look now at the uh, Carmelo Anthony, I think the Carmelo Anthony and his canter trade is funny now because neither team, you know, Thunder don't have, the Thunder don't have Mellow, Knicks don't have Canner, and Canner's really blossoming during his time in Portland. And Canner was a guy that, that Presti knew. So we've seen him be able to do this. And as long as Sam Presti has guys that he can move throughout the league to build this roster, then the Thunder are going to be off. Now, I will say there comes a point where if you get knocked out in the first round again this year, or you go another couple of years and you don't win a championship, and as I've said now, you've got about a two-year window with Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Paul George's contract to really get something done, then you can start to talk about blowing it up and rebuilding. However, if you want to take a look at tanking, and everybody likes to point out Philadelphia. Now, is it really tanking? Yeah, they got a couple of guys in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid that turned out to be okay, but there were a lot of missteps in Philadelphia too, a.k.a. Nerland's Noel, who's worked out good for the Thunder, but maybe not so much for them that didn't really pay off in Philly as well. And, and Phoenix is tanking right now, and yeah, they've got Devin Booker, but Phoenix is a far, far, far cry from really having an opportunity to compete for a championship. So be thankful for where the Thunder are now, and let's hope that Sam Presti can continue to be his magical self. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Next time around, it's all about Dre. We're going to talk about the value of Andre Robertson and what is next for him with the Thunder, plus how Markeith Morris did more damage than good during his time in Oklahoma City. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 